today on Doomed! Memes, memes, and more memes. That's the theme of today's episode of Doomed. You might have seen in the news lately that there's been a lot of talk of this very specific meme. The NPC meme. What does that stand for? What does it mean? What does it mean, I said. you believe that? What does it mean? Uh, why has the right clung on to this? Uh, we will answer that question. All that and much, much more with my very special guest on today's show, who I will now introduce as the intro song comes to a close. Cecilia Dinastio. Did I say that right? I think I did not. I think you did not. <laughs> it's Donastasio. Donastasio. What's funny yeah. is I specifically asked you before the show, and I was pretty close. And somehow I completely murdered it as we went. <laughs> as we went. Yeah, you, you you backtracked, but right, no, right. I really appreciate you having me here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. And let me let me tell everyone where you're from because I've completely ruined your intro. Cecilia, where I'm from? Cecilia is a senior reporter at Kotaku and Special Projects Desk. Cecilia, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you. All right. I, I think I, I, well, I'm not going to pretend I saved it, but at least I completed your introduction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's over. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, you know, it's very, I, I'm very happy you are joining us because I know you had some plans tonight, Call of Duty, and you are, <laughs> you are putting everything on hold to discuss this NPC meme with us. And you wrote this great article on it. Uh, in fact, you are the first person who I really saw talking about this, you know, off of, you know, someone who actually put together this whole thing and looked at it and analyzed it and discussed it off of, like, just the message boards. Uh, how the NPC meme tries to dehumanize SJWs. Uh, so it, it's really you're the perfect person to talk about this. Yeah, it was a really interesting thing to stumble upon and... Yeah, I could talk about it for days, but I won't. I don't want. I don't want your viewers to suffer that much. Well, the, the, the show does go a little bit long sometimes, so I don't know about days, but we 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 have time to really flesh this out. So let's. Well, first of all, let's start here. What does NPC mean? Yeah, so NPCs are those characters in video games who have scripted lines that they kind of just feed to you whenever you give them any sort of prompt. So you'll walk up to a character in Zelda and they might just say some canned line like, wow, the weather's really nice today. And um, it's, an, it's a non-player character. So it's any character in a video game that is not operated by a human being. Um, and the connotation of that in this context is basically just non-human. Right. Yeah. So they're basically using this meme. What, what, where did this meme come from? Because I, I was looking it up and like, you know, Know Your Meme came up and there's the NPC Wojak. Uh, is that how you even say that? Yeah. The, the, the feels guy. The feels guy. Everyone's seen the feels guy. Uh, and that seems to be where this all sort of came from. Sort of. Like, I love the origin story for the NPC meme because I think on on a very overt level, it's pretty disgusting. But on, like, a low-key level, I just think it's sort of relatable. If you've ever been, like, a 12-year-old edgelord, which I don't know what your audience is like, but I definitely used to be a 12-year-old edgelord. It's all 12-year-old edgelords. <laughs> That's the entirety of the show. 
it's 12 year old edgelords and well, then we grow up and become reasonable at some point but right a lot of these people didn't um in 2016 there is this really beautiful 4chan post where someone said um have you ever considered the idea that there's a finite number of souls in the world but the population is ever expanding so what if there are um humans out there in the world that actually aren't human they're sort of npcs they don't have souls and they just sort of spit out these canned lines like, you know, Beyonce's Bay, and they say like sports ball. And here's the interesting thing. Um, some of them would say things like Trump is Hitler. And um, the poster went on to talk about people who have sort of similar opinions, uh, reactionary opinions, um, and sort of dismiss them as normies and NPCs. So that's where this came from. And if you can believe it or not, a few people dredged up a, some, uh, a study in support of the some people don't have souls comment. It's like a totally <laughs> bogus study. But people have been pointing that to me in my uh, Twitter mentions for a few weeks now. Right. I mean, I saw the, the, the uh, basically the response you got from these very woke individuals who, uh, oh, I just I just called them woke. I guess I'm. I should pull up the NPC meme and uh, just put it over my face, which I do have handy. There we go. Everyone watching on YouTube can see the NPC meme now covering my face. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's you know, it, basically from, and you mentioned this in your article, it, it seems like the right has latched onto this meme that they think is very original. I mean, the, the the actual NPC meme taken out of the political context to actually talk about like the video game characters and, and you know, maybe talk about, uh, you know, just life in that way, uh, you know, bring it from the video game world to the real world. It seems like it, it's sort of interesting if, if you want to look at it that way. But then the way the right is using it, it it's almost like they they've they believe that they've discovered the world, the, the word, I should say, sheeple. Like, you know. I'm going to push back against what you said a little bit. Yeah. I don't know why you're assuming that this is just the right or that people who are doing this have any sort of political affiliation. No, 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 right. That's that's true. So what you're saying is that it's basically just a combination of, of – so it's not just the right. It's people who are trying to, to, to crap trigger, all over. To trigger the libs. Right, right. <laughs> like I'm not – I mean, perhaps there are some people who are doing this who are part of the right, but um, what one of the mistakes in the New York Times article covering this was just assuming that a lot of these people are uh, Trump supporters, which is something you just don't know unless you do a rigorous poll of them or you talk to some of these people, which I didn't for my article. Um, that would be a really interesting follow-up story for sure. Right, right. But the thing is, a lot of these, uh, you know, a good amount of them, I don't know how many, but a significant portion sort of believe of these same people, like these 4chaners, believe that, you know, whether or not they, they're they out there with MAGA hats on, you know, they, they believe they memed Trump into the presidency just by, you know, pushing out these sort of, uh, you know, edgelord type, anti-SJW type uh, image macros. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm a reporter. I don't know what people think until... Until I talk to them, I can tell you a little bit of like what the response was to my article, which was really funny. A lot of people made assumptions about me and my politics, too. Um, a lot of people just sort of assumed I was a socialist, which is something I've never written online. A lot of people right. were like, oh, you support this, you support that. Uh, you must be one of these people who fit into this category of SJWs. In fact, some accounts with uh an image of me except with the npc meme showed up and in the description it was like um 
you know, really boilerplate progressive stuff like uh, femme, cis, uh, queer, liberal, all of this stuff. And definitely I ascribe to some of those things, but it was just really interesting to see myself cast into this uh, into the stereotype they have of progressive people. Right, right. And you know what? I'm glad we've gone here because this is really interesting to me because this is sort of like, you know, um, I, I, I guess having a, a, a Kotaku reporter on, uh, it would be uh, wrong of me to not go into uh, the topic of ethics in video game journalism. <laughs> uh, but you know, <laughs> Do this, we have to? <laughs> <laughs> but this is sort of, this is sort of what those type of people, you know, the people who started, you know, who, who, who were, who were gamer gators, you know, they see, uh, I guess, a New York journalists working for what is now Gizmodo media group. And they, they assume that you are automatically some sort of partisan political, uh, you know, probably even somehow uh, involved with the the planning or the, the, you know, the strategy behind certain, like, left-wing talking points or campaigns or whatever. Just they assume these things. And, and I guess that sort of, sort of gives them the, 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 the shaping in their mind of, of, I guess, who they're dealing with when they, when they I guess, they read a, a report by, by someone like you. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And it's funny because a lot of these people like to cherry pick like, oh, Cecilia, she wrote this story about, you know, um, women on Twitch getting harassed. And she also wrote the story about, you know, you know, women who helped create Dungeons and Dragons. And it's like, it's true. I do. I do write a lot of stories that um, focus on women, but I also write a lot about hacking. I write a shit ton about Overwatch, like, but people people do like to cherry pick for sure. And I'm not I'm not going to say that they're they're wrong when they say that I'm some sort of like, you know, really uh, passionate feminist. But on the other hand, I think I think people are just very complicated. And online, we tend to present one or two or three versions of ourselves. Right, right. And and so with the with the NPC meme, what, what sort of is, you know, weird to me is that the idea of using that meme to trigger the social justice warriors, I mean, from a, 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 the perspective of someone who's just like a video game fan and, and, and doesn't, uh, you know, and, and you want to just, let's just step away from uh, political ideology and things like that. Uh, gamers who, you know, aren't the, of the alt-right leanings or the, the, the edgelord 4chan, 8chan uh, world, uh, you know, NPCs, there's, there's plenty of NPC non-playable characters that are uh, quite popular in the, the world of video games. Mm-hmm. Like, to, like to say that like those characters have some sort of no, like they're, they're soulless or have no sort of character or just mindless. Like, in fact, if you really want to like look into how these things sort of, sort of come from gaming culture, a lot of non-playable characters throughout like video game uh, history, I guess you can say, uh, have become so popular that they end up getting their own games. I don't know if the popularity of the NPC really matters in this calculation. I think it's just the fact that uh, people who are being called NPCs are just being totally dehumanized. One thing that was really funny I saw was um, an ex-World of Warcraft developer named Mark Kern got like really into the NPC meme. He's right. like super... Uh, he appears to be right leaning yeah. i can't quite tell but i remember he, him from he was he was a gamer gator back in 
the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things that he said was he had this ch- checklist of NPC uh, qualities, and he would know, of course, because he helped make World of Warcraft. And he said they're incapable of independent thought. They want everything done for them. They constantly need coddling. And in parentheses, he said escort quests. And I, I think that's so funny. Um, what I also think is funny is the uh, um, Venn diagram of people who love the NPC meme and also ascribe to simulation theory. I think it's sort of funny that some people are actually like, what if this is literally the case and it's not actually just a metaphor? I think it's also kind of scary. So could you go a little bit more into that? What is this, what is the simulation uh, theory? That we are living in a simulation. Oh, right. So like sort of like the Matrix, I guess, or yes. Okay, yeah. so so it sort of it really does fit into their whole their whole red pill thing. Correct. That's you know that that's, I mean, they really make sure all these worlds combine. They they they're, they're at least uh, they stay in the canon, right? I mean, they're they're well, sure. Who's they? Who's they? Who? Which well, they are you talking right, about? Right, right. I mean, like the the. <laughs> That's true because when 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 I think of the NPC meme, I guess I'm really stuck in thinking about how it's sort of been weaponized and not sort of like the people who are just using the NPC meme as sort of a a fun a funny meme, like a fun meme, like sort of really what I'm thinking about is these right leaning sort of uh, you know they they say it's just to trigger people, but you know they they also sort of do some of them uh, sort of do believe these things that they're above. Uh, you know, that, that the SJWs or the leftists or the progressives they're going after are sort of just, um, I guess you can say, uh, below them. They, they're of lesser mind or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, if you know, if a lot of people come together and say, hey, climate change is real and it's and it's super scary and we need to do something about it. If there's a big consensus about that, that's that's the sort of thing that might be painted as like, wow, all of you guys are NPCs because you believe this thing and are so passionate about it and keep, um, you know, having the same talking points about climate change. And that's really scary because a lot of the time when there's a consensus about something, you know, barring like Ugg boots or, uh, I don't know, a lot of pop music, like there's a consensus for a reason, which is that the thing is, you know, the thing is right. And, 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 you know, or at least worth considering seriously. Uh, so the NPC meme, you know, by immediately dismissing a lot of, um, commonly held beliefs and especially sort of progressive beliefs can is just i just think it's really depressing the fact that um you know this it's not going to be engaged with right so is your doorbell going my off? doorbell is going off give me one second to just shut it off because this is ridiculous okay. one second <laughs> order some food <laughs> all right there you go. That's, that's a first for the show, actually. So uh, <laughs> that was yeah. Fun. But I also have been using the NPC meme a little bit myself. Like I'm not. I'm obviously not doing it. Anyone's mentions on Twitter, and I'm not posting it on 4chan. But once I discovered it, I was like, this is really, really funny and like very widely applicable. And so my friends and I have started, you know, joking about it when we're all hanging out. I think that. A lot of the time when journalists write about something, there's some sort of conflation between this is an exemplary thing and that's why it's worth writing about versus this is really, really widespread and prevalent and, you know, it's it's a sort of trend article. And the NBC meme, um, 
I think by the time I was covering it was something that was a little bit exemplary and that was sort of special. And I was covering it by virtue of the fact that it was really strange. And I'm not sure it's right necessarily to paint it as something that's happening on as large a scale as the people who are harassing the writers writing about it want you to think it's happening at. Right. I actually do think, uh, I'm again, glad you brought that up because I actually do think from reading some of the articles that came out after yours, it is sort of, you know, uh, listen, I, I get that it's, it's you know, some people are using this in a gross way. And I think, you know, this, this show looks into, uh, you know, right-wing conspiracy and how the right uses the internet and how all sorts of uh, different uh, subgroups are using the internet in different ways to push whatever agenda they have. And that's sort of like the main, one of the main themes of this show. We talk about many things, though. But, um, you know... I think a lot of those articles were sort of taking the meme and turning it into like some sort of, there was one that I said, like, the, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned in, in your title that it, it's being used to dehumanize SJWs, which is legitimate. Mm-hmm. But then I saw an article that, that took that and took it like a step further saying how like, and you should really be worried about this or this is dangerous or something. And like, I, I don't think it's, you know, of course there's going to be probably a few individuals who, who may, if, if they, are are so online all the time and this is their life. You just look at these memes and, and talk to these people and mm. there's nothing else. Then, yeah, I could see them actually maybe coming out of this uh, with a warped view and thinking that and actually believing it, like, you know, the same way people believe in the simulation theory when they believe they've actually been red-pilled or whatever. But but for the most part, it's not really, like, a dangerous thing. I mean, it's 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 a meme. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I think it's bad to dismiss people. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a bad thing that just large swaths of beliefs are getting dismissed at at face that are widely held in part because um, you know they're 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 uh, relatable to a lot of people. But I also think that I don't know, like there a lot of people have asked me like, well, do you think that someone is going to end up shooting up a school and saying something like these people were NPCs. And I think that's where a lot of people's minds went um, when this meme became very popular. And I don't really, I don't have a response to that. I mean, these things are happening so often and it's in the forefront of our minds. Uh, And there are a lot of really ill people out there. So it would be, it would, it would be strange to draw a connection between the NPC meme and some sort of really terrible, IRL thing that happened, but I wouldn't totally dismiss it. Right. No, for I, I, I think there's sort of this weird, we're at this weird part, a point in, in just our culture where, you know, if you asked me a few years ago about an in, about incels, I would straight up laugh because they mm-hmm. were a joke. I mean, yeah, they existed. And yes, yeah, some of them were, were sad, just like we're discussing now about, about the NPC meme. But if you were to tell me then that, uh, an incel was going to go ahead and murder people because he was an incel. I probably wouldn't have believed it. Maybe a year or two ago, it would have been believable. But before that, when, you know, incels have been around, especially on Reddit for, I've known about them for, for what? Close to probably half a decade, if if not longer, you know, Mm -hmm. same thing, sort of like with this. Uh, Maybe now that I've seen it all, I guess I can say I wouldn't be surprised if someone did something horrible because of the NPC meme and, and believing it. But I, I believe we're not at that point yet. But again, who who knows? 
Yeah, I think, I don't know, like, painting a meme is dangerous in this way, and maybe this is because I'm a, a bad reactionary gamer person, but, like, it almost reminds me of the argument about violent video games and real-life violence, and I, I always think that conversation is very interesting because, um, according to psychologists I talk to, if you are somebody who has violent impulses, then you are going to be interested in video games that do contain violence. And so it's one of those like chicken or egg situations. Um, And a lot of dehumanizing internet language is sort of like that too. Is it turning, is it converting people into worse human beings who are less likely to express empathy? Like, I think that's really hard to say, but I do think that a lot of people who are weaponizing these memes against people on social media, like, you know, probably already lack empathy. Right. Yeah. There, there's definitely something more to it. Like, you know, uh, there are plenty of people who share this meme. Will they, you know, let's just bring up the video game example, actually, because mm-hmm. it's, it's a great point. Uh, a lot of people play violent video games a lot. Yeah. Uh, I love the new Call of Duty. It's really fun. <laughs> right. And I'm keeping you from it right now. <laughs> but but does everyone who who uh, plays a violent video game do they go out and act upon the, the violence? No, the majority, the vast majority, do not. But at the same time, it can be said that you know people with those tendencies who might not have acted on it before, uh, maybe adding in violent video games sort of desensitizes them to it, and mm. and will push them over that edge. But again, they needed to already have something else added like it it wasn't just the violent video games mm-hmm. and so it's sort of the, it's, it's the same for all this stuff really will every uh you know will every trump supporter act out on on uh their their the the the, the president that they support saying knock the shit out of them to, at protesters no will some of them do yes is it just because the president said it no but he sure did help you know like it's 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 a combination of a lot of things yeah exactly and 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 I, I sort of before we started I, I sort of was was uh, I brought up the fact that the right loves to say that uh, the the left can't meme that's sort of like their 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 call of I don't know their their call to action or whatever and and I I mentioned to you and and I feel bad now that I know how much you do enjoy a good meme or two <laughs> I said how you know memes are sort of like the lowest form of humor. Like, I don't think that at all. <laughs> I think memes. I think memes can be one of the highest forms of humor. Honestly, I mean, really, what's what's really stunning to me about the NPC meme is like, and, and those who believe that it says something that that the people who are NPCs are all these mindless people who can't think for themselves, but they, the people who are creating these memes, are something special. Like memes to me are the lowest form of humor because they really are just stealing something that wasn't created, and they just maybe add a few things to it. Like how like, has that how does that differ from humor in any way, shape, or form that has existed before the internet? Well, right, of course, but but <laughs> but, but but that's what a meme is. Like let's let's look at let's look at the the, the, the very people I'm talking about. Let's look at Pepe. Like the Pepe mm-hmm. meme is just this this frog they didn't create. They they th- these right wingers didn't create their own. The the guy who actually did the creative mind behind Pepe does not want them to use this character. They go ahead and use it, and it's basically just this character that they did not create, that they stole, just wearing a different hat, shaded a different color, uh, uh, the, his exact head cut out and put over someone else's body. 
it's mm-hmm. it's it's like you know uh and the and add on top of that that these people who are very original and everyone else is just a mindless sheep repeating the same words over and over again their reaction to their funny very their very very funny memes is for pretty much all of them top keck i mean it's like do you are you guys listening to yourselves <laughs> yeah i think that's a pretty superficial view of memes though like Memes aren't just about the one Pepe. Memes are about the rare Pepes. Memes are about what you bring to them and the creative situations that you draw the memes into and the creative uses of them. I would argue that not a lot of Pepe memes are funny, and I don't personally like them at all. And I haven't enjoyed a lot of NPC memes, but I have enjoyed a few. Like, I, see, I don't know. Thing, I think, though, a, I think you... a well-placed You Mad can like do wonders and be really funny. But I think a lot of the people who do this just aren't that funny. Right. That's the thing, though. Like, you enjoy good memes. Like, but but there's so Oh, many... I don't want to differ. There isn't a... I don't, I don't know about good meme versus bad meme. I'm just saying, like, there are clever uses of this stuff. And what makes memes so powerful is what people bring to them of themselves. Well, good memes are funny, obviously. I mean, if it's, <laughs> if, if it's, if it's not funny, then it's a pretty bad meme. Uh, I mean, that's really not what memes originally were, uh, but that's sort of like the humor thing was just like memes can be funny when memes first became a thing, when, you know, but but they sort of being funny is sort of part of being a meme now. Like if 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 like any any, you know, a, uh, my parents could probably throw together one of those really serious memes with the text on top and the text on bottom mm-hmm. that, that spread on YouTube. Um, not on YouTube, on Facebook, I should say. But, you know, who really considers that a meme anymore? I, I would just call that like a, a Facebook-friendly like image macro or something. Like a meme to me, at least with how the internet has progressed at this point, it, it has to be funny. and Or at least an attempt was made to be funny. And, and the fact is that while a good meme can be very funny, uh, so many people are making memes and the vast majority are just really bad. <laughs> yeah, I would say that about jokes generally, though, too. I mean, a lot of people just aren't that funny. And right. But yeah, at least... I, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I have never <laughs> laughed at a Pepe meme ever. Like, I just right. I just don't think I don't think those are very funny at all. Right. Um, but. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely laughed at some galaxy brain memes for sure. Oh, but see, or like a moth meme for sure. But see, the, ga- <laughs> the galaxy brain meme is something that uh, I consider, again, it's not a strictly leftist meme, but it's definitely something that people on the left use. I've, I've never seen a, a, a right winger, or at least a, a prominent one, or, or any even prominent uh, edge lord that just likes to, to, to mess with social justice warriors and, and, and progressives. I've never really seen the galaxy brain meme used by those guys. Uh, the galaxy brain meme is almost like, you know, it'd be interesting, an interesting, like maybe study to even do which memes are, which like apolitical, uh, you know, memes that the, you know, the basic template is apolitical, but uh, is sort of been adopted mostly by a certain uh, ideology or, 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 or subgroup or subculture. Mm, that would be interesting. I wonder if that is, I wonder if you're not seeing people on the right use that meme is a function of who you follow on social media also, because I have, I, I, I have a few people in my feeds who definitely are more conservative or at least like to trigger the libs. And I do see that meme from them sometimes. 
but again, like I don't, I don't follow a ton of people on that, on that side of the political spectrum. So I just don't know. Right. That, that's also part of it. I'm, I'm sure. But you know, if I just, uh, and again, this is just my personal experience. This is just one person, but a lot of times the right likes to use memes, uh, again, and this is sort of where I, 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 I feel like it's just funny seeing that ideology use the NPC meme. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm trying to own someone, I come up with some sort of original witty comment. Uh, the right really loves to just throw a meme into into their like like upload a meme to their tweet and just hit send. Nothing really added to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've noticed that from like you, you, you know when you receive. Uh, comments from these guys yelling at you uh, a, a lot of times they'll just throw a meme in there and and they think job well done that person has been uh author ter- uh you know prominently owned like i've done it mm, i don't know i think people like definitely people tend to put effort in the sort of hate messages that they send me like one person <laughs> who made an npc meme of me i was wearing this um shirt my friend got me and it's like sheer but it's got sort of like leopard print on it it's in my twitter profile picture but this person um put the npc meme on my face but also to show that my skin was also gray he made my arm gray but uh drew the leopard spots by hand and i thought that was like obviously it was not it was not a very funny meme but the effort that went into it i was like wow dude (laughs) right wow dude a lot of time on their hands maybe they should use some of that time to actually think of something funny I don't know. I I mean, I'm not I'm just not going to agree with you on this. Like I use low effort memes all the time in conversation and I shit post constantly. Like I just I just think that's the way that a lot of people talk these days or maybe I just think that because I play Fortnite with like teens, you know. Right. No, but this is <laughs> but this... this is how people this is how people talk and it's all about like when and how you use these units of culture in you know, in conversation with people and how they would react to that. No, but like, you know, really, I'm so glad that you specifically are on this show to talk about it because it is a fascinating way to look at someone who it sounds like you consider yourself to sort of be like a, a an edgelord. And you're no. You're, no, in some ways, you like to at least take part in that culture a bit, no? Like well, you like the shit post. I, report, and- I mean, I report on video games and I think that a lot of people who have my interest set, who like video games and who like anime and who like being online participate in a culture of just being really, you know, just being into memes. Right, but see, that's interesting because I, I, I don't, definitely don't play as much video games as you. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I uh, was once a very hardcore gamer and, and don't play as much as I used to. But, you know, the, the group of people I was, I was with, you know, they... They, we knew of the culture because we played online, but we never really, we thought it was sort of corny. Like we were, like we would go to like pro wrestling shows and, and punk rock shows <laughs> and, and listen to our bands and everything. And after a show, go home and play game, video games or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we'd, we'd, you know, maybe shit talk online, but we wouldn't really take part in like when we heard, you know, when we hear, well, we would hear like someone on like over the internet use, you know, the, you know, Edgelords love to use the F word for, you know, for uh, the LGBT community, uh, you know, the word faggot. Uh, and and we were always like, that's that's lame. That's stupid. That's corny as hell. Yeah, that's completely inappropriate. Right. But that's sort of part of that culture. And like, I think there's like a, a you know, it's it's interesting to get the perspective of someone who's 
I mean, I'm not, you definitely are not that type of person who uses that word, but you are. No, I'm not. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like you're a non, you're, you're, you're in that world, but you're not a Nazi. <laughs> a lot of these people are bad, like in terms of like that world, like the edgelord shitposting type. And it really permeates video game culture, I think. And that's sort of like, and it's not the majority at all. Because I go to also like, you know, Comic-Con and, and partake in like, you know, it's probably not the most geeky thing in the world now. It's pretty mainstream. But, you know, you, you, geek culture is a big thing. But unfortunately, I think like this sort of toxic subculture within it has sort of taken over the, the, uh, the you know, taken the mic and, and it's much louder than, than they are in numbers. And I, think- I really don't. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't think so. Like. I, I I play so many online multiplayer games and the amount of toxicity I encounter in these games is so low in part because game developers have caught on about ways to design out people acting that way. Right. Like I think that the majority of games culture is actually pretty good because games culture is just becoming increasingly mainstream. Like everybody plays video games today. But like I'm a I'm a woman playing Call of Duty, the new one that just came out, and no one's commented on my gender yet, and I've been playing for, like, a week, you know? Right, that, right. That should probably say something to you. Right, no, it's definitely... It's def- I'm, not saying sh- I'm not saying things aren't bad, because I've definitely encountered a lot of bad, but I don't, think it, I don't think it's correct to say that the majority of it is bad. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's the majority at all. What I'm saying is, and this is really, I think, where, where the issue is with... We're now talking about video games more broadly than the NPC meme, obviously. But, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I think what's happening is that, you know, what is a gamer? Is it someone who picks up their iPhone and, and is addicted to playing, you know, uh, casual gaming? You know, someone who's the best at playing Candy Crush, uh, you know... They could beat anybody in it. Could, are, they, are they considered a, a, a gamer, a hardcore yeah, gamer? Exactly. For sure. You and me, we consider them gamers because we're not assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but there is this, this subsection who, who usually does identify uh, just because, you know, it's, it's a, a traditionalist value as conservative. And they see that what, what they once considered as theirs uh, – no longer being just their thing. Mm -hmm. And because they're seeing the culture that they once owned transform to include people who aren't uh, straight white males, they are, uh, this last bastion of of this group, are getting louder and louder as as we see even in our broader politics, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And, and, And that's really what I'm saying when I'm saying about talking about the toxicity here. It's nowhere near the majority of people when you talk numbers because gaming is so huge now. Right, right. But but these people are so loud because they see that this is their 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 little clique is dying out. And they feel like if they get loud, they can and they are they could probably still bring in some young people who were before this time where the the straight white male was dominating this universe they can still bring in some of these young kids into their world which will grow it a bit and maybe if we all continue being loud we can we could take back what's ours or maybe some of them even feel like they haven't lost it yet so they're really feel like maybe they're the last line of defense in keeping it theirs yeah, I wonder I wonder if that's true. I don't know. Like I would love to I would love to talk to people who do think 
that way just, you know, as a, as a journalist, because it's so hard to really fathom the psychology of it. Um, it's just, it's just really difficult. It's all conjecture for the most part. Like why, why would anybody behave that way? Like definitely if you look, if you look on Reddit, you'll see comments every now and then of people saying like, now there are all these women playing our video games and they're destroying them because they're complaining about, you know, the way that these characters, female characters look. It's like women have kind of always been playing video games, first of all. But second of all, it's like, I just wonder how, I wonder how deep that goes. I wonder if people who think that way, you know, really think about it. Right. And what's interesting, I want to bring up another article you wrote. You you covered, and I didn't mention this to you before because I wasn't going to bring it up, but we, we're going in that direction. And I think it's the perfect sort of analogy. You covered that that um, that report that came out. I forgot the group. I'm sorry because I don't have the article up. But you covered that report that came out that sort of showed visually uh, using, uh, you know, visualizing actual data that sort of showed the connections between uh, right wing YouTubers. Mm, yeah, I interviewed the author of that report, Data and Society. Right. Thank uh, you. That was thank you. so fascinating. And I really do think that's that's analogous here. Because what what's being proven, like th- there's data behind this, because white supremacists and far, uh, you know, the extreme right wing and the far right and alt right, you know, these are things that have permeated society for decades. They go by different names, you know, uh, Nazis, uh, racist skinheads throughout history. You know, they've been all sorts of different names, but the the ide- ideology is there. So mm-hmm. there's lots of data to go through. People know about this it's not some sort of new phenomena but adding in youtube you know we can now take a look sort of of how this is affecting you know the 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 culture that sprung out of the web and what this data sees is that all these right-wing groups are are interconnected right-wing youtubers i should say are interconnected you know they, they have each other on they uh promote each other's videos uh the audience is major overlap and we're talking about an audience that's as mainstream as Joe Rogan who's a commentator on at the UFC to uh Sargon of Akkad who's this who considers himself to be this classic liberal which basically means that Doesn't uh, mean anything. <laughs> yeah it's basically a nice way of saying I'm a uh, you know I'm a, I'm a right-wing racist but I don't want to call myself a right-wing racist <laughs> but you know and and what they're all really doing here is that these groups all intertwining are sort of becoming like a funnel for young people who come across their videos on YouTube and they fall down this rabbit hole and get sucked in. You know, Joe Rogan's got millions of subscribers. He's on television. He's, uh, he was before his MMA, uh, commentary career. Uh, and still he's known as a stand-up comic, very successful stand-up comic. He has on, you know, Jordan Peterson and a kid who's a fan of Joe Rogan because they watch the fights, they come across his stand-up, they listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, they hear Jordan Peterson. So they look into Jordan Peterson, they listen to Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson has a Sargon of Akkad on. Boom, next thing you know, these kids are watching Sargon of Akkad. Sargon has a straight-up white nationalist on, and boom, there we go. We fall down this rabbit hole. I really Mm -hmm. do think that's what we see with this sort of, you know, edgelord slash, you know, uh, I don't want to say video game culture because it's not, like like you say, it's not, I agree that it's not the same. 
but this culture is within the broader video game. Uh, this subculture is within this broader video game culture. And, you know, so a kid goes on 4chan and, and listen, during the very early years of the internet, I was going on 4, on 4chan and I thought in the early 2000s or whatever, I thought what some of the stuff that was edgy and I probably wouldn't think was so cool now, I probably thought, oh, that's pretty funny. But, you know, but, you know, even then you can say that, you know, it was sort of, you know, the ironic racism that they were doing while, while shitty, you know, probably wasn't as directly related to their ideology, ideological beliefs as it is now. It was mm-hmm. sort of just being assholes for the sake of being assholes to get a rise out of people. But what happened was that sort of funnel was created. People go to 4chan. 4chan yeah. Became- and I think that what that study um, really, what the study really highlighted is the extent to which YouTube as a platform um, creates an environment where people are rewarded for being increasingly extreme in their views because people watch YouTube. No one goes to YouTube and says, I want to get indoctrinated today. Like, I would love to become a Nazi today. And wow, like, aren't there a ton of options for me to just get totally submerged in that ideology? Like, that's not that's not a way people legitimately think. But um, YouTube is for entertainment. And people go to YouTube because they want to just you know, hear something really surprising. And that's, that's part of why, you know, InfoWars is so popular because you're just like, what, how could you possibly think that? And, um, yeah. And that as people are increasingly, um, making a living being on these very insecure platforms and making money off of, off of ads and donations on their Patreon, uh, they're incentivized, I think, to behave in a way that might be a little bit irresponsible to their audiences. Right, right. No, I mean, really, it's it's that's exactly it. Yeah. And and you know, um, I don't want to keep you any longer from Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on and breaking down the NPC meme. And really, I, I what I, I you know, while the NPC meme is in the news now, and it's it's a fascinating you know current event. I'm, I, what I really wanted to do is bring you on to talk about, uh, you know, as a, a video game journalist who is also a gamer and in that, uh, involved in that culture, I think it's a fascinating, it was a fascinating look also at just just where it's all going and, and, and where it's been and sort of what still needs to be done. Uh, and, you know, I recently saw a study, just to end it with this, uh, you know, uh, how uh, video on the internet just in, in pure data usage numbers, there's something like 58% now of the data around the world is being consumed by people using, uh, watching video. And video gaming was uh, much smaller. It was something like, it was just in like the low uh, double digits. And, um, but what that study saw was that it's rising in that consumption. And basically what, pe- what, what, the, what the study comes down to is that what people are doing on the internet now is they're consuming video and they're consuming um, and they're playing video games. And then you combine that with Twitch streaming and all that, people like interacting online now visually. And I think what we see bringing up that YouTube study and then bringing up our discussion right here, I think just the medium is going to become just a major part of where all of this, whether we're talking about politics, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, cultures like, like you know, video game culture. 
I just think it's all just going to be intertwined in a way where certain people can can ruin it and take it in places that you know it's it isn't for the best and it's just an interesting way to look at it and see what can be done to to move it into that sort of positive direction and also i just want to say that memes are the lowest form of humor that's where i would like to end this (laughs) (laughs) well i guess i don't have time to argue with you but thank you so much for having me this is really great cecilia and i can't believe it i know i said your last name right to begin with and i have it wrong now danastasio (laughs) senior reporter at kotaku and special projects desk I will have your Twitter account and well, your article is already linked to where I posted all the show's information. Check out her article on the NPC meme. It's fantastic. She was the first to write about it. I want to make sure everyone knows that when they see all these NPC meme articles go up. Cecilia, enjoy Call of Duty. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. Take care. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Oh, that interview. Um... I will be going through the comments now. But before that, I would like to remind you all to subscribe to uh, to the show on iTunes. Uh, Go to doomedpod.com, and I just burped. Luckily, I think it was off mic. That's why I have taken a break in cutting off the uh, URL read. So let me try that again. doomedpod.com. Oh my god, I'm just I'm just out of it now. Doomedpod.com. Subscribe on iTunes there. <laughs> Orange Man Bad, I should say. That's some of the comments I'm receiving now to, to show that I'm an NPC uh NPC. Let me pull that up again. Here I am. This is me. Oh, well, no, that's the broader, that's the general NPC Wojak meme there. Let's let's turn me back into there we go. Let me put that's me. Let me try to match up my orange man bad. There you go. If you're watching on YouTube, I just turned myself into the NPC meme. Um but no, really though, like I think actually that those people who call him President Cheeto or forty five or uh you know, whatever, you know, I think it's corny. It's it's corny. I mean, I don't think they're mindless drones. I think they've latched on to an unfunny joke that they're all repeating because they think it's funny, not because they've been brainwashed. I just think it's I don't think it's funny. I also don't like people who use memes to, to sort of like a, a witty comeback. Uh, I, I don't think that's very funny for the most part. You know, if you use a really funny meme that you sort of add some sort of originality to, go for it. But um, I'm I'm generally not like a. Uh, you know, your your traditional meme, like there are funny memes. Galaxy Brain can be funny. Um, current event memes, like, you know, pictures that become funny and, you know, you know, uh, the 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 photo when it first came out, sort of old now, but the, what is it, the pig poop balls one? That was funny when people were just owning the uh, you know, prominent, like, you know, I mainly saw it like going after like anti-LGBT right-wingers. Um... That was funny for a while, but then there's a point where people realize it's not funny anymore. They consider that with their own mind, and they just don't post it as much. Um, you know, Pepe has been old for a while, but it's still being used on the right, and they all, in unison, use Top Kick, and they all like to, you know, and this isn't strictly the 4chan uh, grouping of these guys, but a lot of right-wingers like to throw out... Uh, 
logic and reason and ad hominem. And that's a straw man. They all love to say that. I can't even tell you how many times one of those uh, pick and choose, one of those words have shown up as the single word or the single point. Reply to me on Twitter when I make, you know, when, when I say something about a policy or something, or I, I, I'm, I jump into a debate with an argument. That's a straw man. Okay, go, go further into it. I like to use logic and reason. Okay, tell me, give me your, your reasoning. Go into this further. Explain yourself. And they don't. <laughs> because all they have are the buzzwords. Because, I mean, literally, they haven't fleshed out the thought. I don't think they're mindless, like, non-human drones. But, I mean, it's funny seeing these people who just spit out talking points call other people mindless, non-humane drones who can't, or, who inca- or incapable of original thought. I mean, that's really, really my point. When when I'm when I'm looking at this this meme, no true Scotsman. Thank you, non sequitur. Renee is giving me some more here. Exactly. These are the the buzzwords that are constantly thrown out by the right to these social justice warriors that they're attacking with this NPC meme now, and it's just it's it's hilarious to me. It's hysterical. I find it to be very funny. And I mean. The fact that this NPC meme is attacking those who are like, uh, uh, you know, going orange man bad and and Cheeto or whatever. Uh, I mean, that's not really the left. I mean, it's really more if you're like, you're, you're, to use a word that they use, normies. Like your your average sort of like Democrat, I wouldn't consider them leftists. I wouldn't consider them on the left. I mean, just like I, I, I mean, I don't know what to, I mean. I I guess they don't understand that because really the Republican Party, even the mainstream Republican Party, really does believe in the far right ide- ideology now. The only difference is the mainstream Republicans are still trained to use the dog whistle. I mean, I guess that's really what it comes down to. I mean, when I say the right, I can really... I mean, I know like Mitch McConnell's not using the NPC meme, but I know that Mitch McConnell is fine with the shit going on on the far right being, you know, buoyed by Donald Trump and the MAGA folks. As long as he gets his way, he's 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 on board. He's cool with it. As long as he gets his Supreme Court justices and he's able to cut uh, Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, why not? And, you know, me personally, I think he's actually on board just period to begin with. Not even a, I scratch my back, he'll scratch yours. But I'm, I'll, be, I'll be generous here. It's, you know, that's just really what, 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 what I'm, you know, and, and, you know, that, that's how I view it. Uh, to me, it's just the same. I mean, yes, 
as Cecilia said, the NPC meme as its own, like taken out of this this new weaponization of it by the the right and you know partisan politically active four channers. Uh, it's just a it's a funny meme sometimes, depending on the the usage of it. But I just really can't get over it being used by people who who call everyone an SJW or a snowflake. Uh, they called they all call Donald Trump now. What is it again? Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue here. Well, they all use cuck. That's that's one of the things they all uh, they all love to use. Uh, oh yeah, they they all call Donald Trump God Emperor. That's not that's not a group think. No, not at all. They just all individually think of that one. I mean, that's just human nature. Something's funny. You jump on top of it. You latch onto it. And if you're you're actually someone who is funny and creative and original, you'll use that as sort of like a jumping point. You'll use that that sort of cultural uh, event or 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 product or 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 thing, whatever it may be, and you'll remix it. You'll do something creative with it, make it your own. You'll change it so much that people won't even really realize that it's based on something else. All right, and that's really, you know, that's that's sort of my point. I I you know I, I actually didn't realize I would go so much into you know broader gaming culture with Cecilia. I thought we'd talk a little bit more about the NPC meme, which I you know everything I just wanted to say there. But I'm really happy that we went the other direction because that was a really fascinating conversation. Uh, and again, as you guys probably know me, uh, I know a lot of you have said you found me from the peak of Gamergate or whatever. Um. That's sort of something I've been following for a while. And it's something that I think is still there. And we'll just uh, keep covering it on this show. Let's go to the comments. Oh, how did I not plug the Patreon? Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Guys, if you're watching this show or listening to the podcast, please subscribe to the Patreon. I haven't really pushed it. I haven't really promoted it. I'm not a self-promoter. I'm not really good at that. You know, I'll post a link or two of the show. I'll post a link or two to an article I write. But I'm not really good at being one of the people who constantly tries to to promote my work or, or, or raise money. So really, I just put up a Patreon for the hell of it, and whoever joined, joined. I plug it once once in a while on the show. Probably once an episode, I'll mention it. But let's let's get let's let's do this. If you enjoy this show, if you su- if you support this show, I want to see more because I actually want to do more than one episode a week. I would love to do more than one. But I'm really constrained by the time and, you know, work. And I actually, as a lot of you know, uh, I do campaign work too. Ever since, uh, you know, I worked on Cynthia Nixon's campaign. And ever since that, actually, I've been doing uh, a few other campaigns since that has ended. And uh, it would be fantastic if I was able to fit in an extra episode of this show because the Patreon allowed me to. And really, actually, a little secret between you and me, guys. 
to the to, to the dozens who listen on YouTube and you know actually the thousands of you who listen each week on the podcast. Um, I would like to actually do this show, uh, move it to uh, maybe even a, as much as a daily show, if we were able to, especially with the 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 elections coming up. I mean, probably not for the midterms; it's way too soon. But if we were able to get something going. By the time the 2020 elections were, were ramping up and I was able to, I'd love to bring people on board to help out and everything, but I need Patreon help to do that. Ugh, I feel dirty promoting myself already. I, and I would love to add even more like, a, you know, um, you know, produced non-live, but like edited, not just me speaking into a mic you know, edited videos like that real fake news series I did for Cafe when I was there. Love to be able to do those. That'd be great to do a few of those a month. Um, Would love to be able to actually even put together a site. And if there was enough Patreon subscribers, you know, bring people on board. Even if it was like a freelance basis, like, you know, people to, you know, I know a lot of great, People from, you know, some people of you probably are, you guys know from other podcasts or Twitter or wherever, uh, love to be able to get them to do original content, whether it be contributing to the show somehow, maybe even doing like setting up like a newsletter and, and doing like getting like original uh, reports or, or opinions from people who don't really, you know, have that Twitter platform but aren't, you know, expounding on that or, or, or you know, it's, I feel like everyone has their own medium and they're missing out on on people who consume all the other mediums. And I'd love to be able to, and sort of how I, and I'd love to be able to bring that all together. So people who consume all the mediums are able to, to consume this sort of, you know, really what we're doing here is progressive left-wing commentary. Um... All factually based, obviously. This is all I'm not just spitting out bullshit like I'm some sort of, you know, right wing Facebook clickbait. But you know, our, our opinion and commentary is from a leftist perspective here. Our being me, the individual Matt Binder. <laughs> Don't know why I'm saying our. I guess I'm already thinking of that that dreamlike scenario where there are multiple people working here. Uh, <laughs> but um. Yeah, and that really fits into, again, let me make a, this call too. Um, people who are, who uh, listen to other YouTube channels, uh, other, uh, you know, smart, don't necessarily have to consider themselves to be leftist or progressive, but, you know, smart commentary on current events. I'd love to, whether they have, that hundreds of thousands of subscribers, whether they have a few hundred or whatever podcast too, send me your favorite podcasts. I would love to be able to sort of combat those right wing networks from that study we were talking about earlier. And the same study we talked about, we mentioned the last episode last week when speaking uh, about white supremacists on YouTube. Let's be able to combat that well-connected right wing, you know, network with the network of our own I really don't think the left has done a good job doing that it's been a complete we've handed YouTube to the right it's that simple 
and uh, I don't know exactly how. I don't know the 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 logistics of it yet. But it'd be great to just connect with these people, your favorite progressive leftist YouTube commentators, streamers, whatever, and sort of figure out. You know, maybe it's just as simple as promoting each other's stuff and and jumping on each other's shows and and, and doing doing guest spots and debating or whatever. But I think that's the way to do it. All right. I'm done with my my dirty, disgusting self-promotion. Ugh. Oh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're not watching YouTube right now, doomed.tv will take you right there. Subscribe. All right, let's go through the comments. There's going to be a lot. I'm not going to be able to get to it all, but... Uh, Vispa said, I feel like I'm pretty well-versed in memes, and I've never heard of this NPC meme. Well, it's a good thing you listen to the show then. That's what Doomed is here to do. We're on the cusp of breaking internet trends, especially when it comes to the right. Uh, Christine, the irony of the NPC meme is that they are likely to describe. They are like they describe it. Exactly. Uh, Mishka, I just heard of it like yesterday. <coughs> Excuse me, Renee. I've been with lowbrow sci-fi Pepe fans. Vispa says, I've been wondering how the new Call of Duty is. Uh, Mishka Hearts Zelda. Uh, political troll. Meadowker got doxxed. LOL. Who is uh, who's that? Uh, or maybe I missed something here. Uh, Vispa said, good evening to my doom and gloomies. I like that. A little bit corny, but I like it. Corny can be cute sometimes. That was cute. Uh, Jameson, what's up, doomers? Don't like that. What are we, in the late 90s? Is this a Budweiser commercial, Jameson? That's corny, not the cute kind. Uh, Renee, doom lord. Eh, Vispa laughed at Doomlord. Clever. Not laugh out loud clever, but clever. Mishka, I actually know a girl who believes that, that there are a finite number of souls. It's just weird to me. I mean, I personally actually don't believe that at all. There are, right? Souls don't, souls aren't a thing. They're just not a thing. Um, I will tell you, actually, that the thing that pushed me, I remember I went, I, w- I was raised Catholic. And I remember the thing that started the f- the f- my first time questioning religion was in fourth grade. The Monsignor came into our class to teach at the class for some sort of special class or whatever, sort of, you know, special day of the class. And it was talking about people having souls. And then the priest said, there's a difference between human beings and God's other creatures, like animals, like you know, dogs and cats, is that animals like dogs and cats don't have souls. And that was it. That was bullshit to me. The idea that there would be a heaven and that we'd all be so happy there and have no problems. And when we die, everything would be great. The idea that that place would be void of any sort of animal, let alone my own pets who had passed, just seemed like utter bullshit to me. I don't want to be in that place. I'd rather there be nothing. 
than to live for all eternity without my pets. And that's the first time I started questioning religion. And by the way, that Monsignor would later go on to uh, being removed from the school and sent to some sketchy, unknown location upstate because he was uh, being inappropriate with one of my classmates. That came out a couple of years after I graduated. So, yeah. Uh, Michka, recycling souls, reincarnation basically, right? Uh, I guess that's what it is, right? Yeah, how else would you... Vispa, I feel like a majority of people who want to trigger libs are doing it from a right-wing standpoint. Yeah, that's the one area where I disagreed with Sicilian chart sort of pushed back a bit. I think I think it's a little bit more political than she was getting at. But she also was coming at it with a different experience than me, which I was really happy she brought. Because that perspective was one I really wanted to get. Ah, oh, political troll. He was internet aristocrat, that guy? Me too, Kerr? Or however you say it? Fuck that guy. <sighs> we'll have to, I'll have to check out what he's been up to. That's the guy that basically coined Gamergate. It was his videos about the original version of it when it was five guys burger and fries or whatever horrible, terrible, sexist bullshit they were pushing. His videos shown to Adam Baldwin of Firefly and Independence Day fame. And then Adam Baldwin tweeted out one of those videos and hashtagged at Gamergate. And that's where that all came from. That was the jump off. Sort of going from a sort of Chan-centric, misogynistic crap to the mainstream harassment campaign that it ended up turning out to be. And then I'm going to run past these comments because it's everyone talking about the doorbell. That was the doom at first. Let me tell you guys what that was. So I ordered, we ordered Peapod to be delivered today. And I specifically, specifically scheduled it to come between four and six. I wasn't home, but other people were. And it was supposed to come then. And it didn't. <coughs> I'm getting so angry, I'm choking myself. And so we waited. An hour passes. Seven o'clock. Another hour passes. It's close to eight o'clock. So we call. Eh, he's going to show up sometime around 9.30, 10 o'clock. Oh, thanks for telling us. Uh, one thing. I'm doing a podcast tonight. So we rescheduled. Uh, apparently, uh, they forgot to tell the driver. And... I got to tell you, whenever a package comes here, 99.999% of the time, package, delivery, whatever, uh, they'll ring once. And if you don't pick up, if you don't run to that door and ring, they leave. You got to wait another day for your package. Apparently, I get the one Peapod driver today that decides he's going to keep ringing that damn doorbell 
until someone answers. Regardless of the fact that, hmm, maybe after like the third time I'm ringing that doorbell, someone's not going to show up when it's 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. I don't know what happened to it, the delivery. I basically got up real quick and I shut off the, uh, I just turned off the uh, the doorbell because we have one of those like intercom doorbell systems because we're in an apartment because we live in New York. And I guess it sounds like the doctor's office doorbell. Thank you, Jameson. JJM Hicks. Uh, be a boyfriend interested in other girl when with girlfriend was used on both sides. Uh, uh, I just jumped into that conversation somewhere when I passed by all the doorbell comments. I'm sorry. Oh, let me plug this real fast. So, for Mashable today, you know, where I work as my regular daytime job since July. Um, I know I've promoted some of the articles I've written on the show before, but uh, working uh, with Josh Russell, who's on Twitter as a great resource who uncovers a lot of Twitter bots, something I also like to do, but he's really analytical about it, which makes it a great help that he was able to to, to jump on the phone with me to talk about this. And I will, I already discussed with him, he's going to be coming on the show probably next week, maybe the week after. I'll let you guys know to talk about Twitter bots and, and fake news. Um, but so just today, article I uh, wrote from Mashbook went up about a pro-Saudi um, troll farm. And basically it was pushing out tweets and hashtags that in Arabic were saying nice things about the Saudi crown prince. And this is all to distract from the disappearance and really what's looking like murder of the Saudi journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi. And excuse me if I'm messing up that name. I've heard it a million times on TV, yet somehow I'm sitting here right now uh, still in another zone and I might be messing up the, the name. I'm really bad with the names today on this episode. It's a running theme. And um, so some people were realizing Jamal, uh, not Jamal, that's the Saudi journalist, Josh Russell, uh, one of the people who was looking into this and I jumped on the phone with him and he showed me some of his data and a really interesting thing was happening. Now, just a few accounts were actually tweeting out the original tweets and then these were being mass retweeted by political Twitter bots obviously set up to retweet this stuff, to push it. And it started a trend, um, mostly as a local countrywide trend in Saudi Arabia. But then what would happen was Spam bots would notice the trend and they would jump onto it. They would like latch on to that trending topic so that their spam would be at the top of the feeds when you would say, you know, hey, what's this trending topic? And click it to see what was going on. And their, and those spam bot networks would be enough to then push that trending topic over the edge and that boost would bring it 
would, would give it that the, the legs to, to move it from a countrywide trend in Saudi Arabia to a worldwide trend. So what you would have were these health supplement spam bots pushing erectile dysfunction pills and weight loss regimens really serving you know a Saudi Arabian propaganda campaign by the Saudi regime and this stuff would then trend on Twitter and excuse me if you just heard my stomach growl it's it's it was a stunning look you could read more about it at at Mashable uh, I'm going to have Josh Russell on to talk about that and much, much more bot-related. And there's that. That's my one plug for my my writing work of this episode. Let's go back to the comments. Just a few more before I call it a show. Uh... Vespa says, I hate Fortnite. I do not understand the popularity. I have played it with my brother. Um, I think it's a fun game. He's he's more of the gamer now. I used to be a hardcore like gamer like in terms of playing video games all the time. Really immersing myself in whatever the storyline was for the particular games I really liked. I when I was when I was like in elementary school, I was like really like a uh like a gamer geek in terms of like I was writing scripts based on like Mortal Kombat lore that went well beyond the games like that went into like you know any novels like like the uh, uh, fictional novels that were written or what like the things that weren't canon or whatever uh and not just in Mortal Kombat Final Fantasy 7 was big when I was a big gamer with my with friends um you know uh I remember spending literally full entire weekends uh week long winter breaks trying to beat like Shadows of the Empire for Nintendo 64 with my friends. Uh, and then, you know, life gets in the way. You don't game as much as you used to. It's true what they say. You say when you're younger, I'm always going to be a gamer. I'm always going to find time to play video games. Try it when you have a kid and you got to do, you got to work a full-time job and you have bills to pay. Still able to fit in the games, but instead of hours a day, maybe you fit in uh an hour or two every couple of days or every week or every couple of weeks even. Uh, But uh, Fortnite's fun. Uh, I actually agree that I don't get the whole, for it being a fun game, I personally like Gears of War better in terms of gaming mechanics. I think that is a really fun, addictive game. Um... Fortnite's good. It's fun. I don't get what pushes it over to that edge popularity-wise other than it being free, like completely 100% free to play for the entire game. And you don't have to pay to play to get extra, like, you know, weaponry or or boost your stats. Uh, Any sort of uh, additional uh, in-game pay-for content is just, like, for visual... Uh, egotistical visual reasons, like to, to to 
wear special outfits that add nothing to your 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 abilities your to actually win the game uh or or to unlock dance moves that your character can do to sort of taunt people but again they do nothing to boost your 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 aim or anything like that or your accuracy or anything like that uh Renee says gotta get Matt a bird what Renee also says I was married to the co-writer of that video game dependency paper what 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 uh strawman Akkad says punch Nazis Nazis make me so angry censorship is simply controlling bad behavior hail to the mods I, I can't tell where this is going, but okay. Um, and then Strawman Akkad got into a conversation with Renee, which I'm going to pass by here. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of comments today. Blue 24, orange-faced men, baby, with the NPC reference there. Renee says, Winamp is coming back. Indeed it is. St- uh, Steven Adario says, I checked the... Uh, I checked on the underscore Donald Reddit. There was a thread where the Trumpies are warning about people on Twitter, catfishing their NPC Twitter accounts to get their personal info, plus 5,000 upvotes. Progressive Atheist, I finally Googled NPC last night after being called NPC for about the 10th time in the past week. Uh, Mishka says, or Misha, I should say, I just Googled it yesterday too. Uh, Steven says these people think Democrats, Hillary supporters, Antifa, social Democrats, socialists, and commies are the all, all the exact same thing. Yes, and we've mentioned that in this show many times before. Absolutely. Um, Steven says, "Did you see that? Did you see that Sargon wants to make Gamergate 2.0 and officially win Gamergate by making it a making a petition for Donald Trump to say that Gamergate did nothing wrong?" I did see that. We're gonna to have to talk about that more on another episode. Uh, as long as, as 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 well as I should say, some of the other topics from the last episode I said I was gonna bring up on this episode, which I didn't, uh, like my Andrew Cuomo blue wave progressive wave uh, spiel that I want to talk about. We'll have to save that. And speaking of which, good segue here. Thank you, Renee. Gotta make a Cynthia Nixon Princess Peach meme. Nah. See, Cynthia Nixon is she she's not a she's not the Princess Peach damsel there. I still can't believe and I was talking about it with my girlfriend uh the other day. Uh really, more like fiance the other day. Uh looking back at the Princess Peach game that was made for the DS. You know, at the time, you know, she was really into it and she was like, this is cool, Princess Peach gets her own game. But, and I'm sure we had this opinion then, but looking back now, as even more time has passed and as we're even older than we were then, the idea that her superpower was throwing a tantrum. Like, what the? The hell was that? I don't know why I censored myself. What the fuck was that? We'll talk about more, we'll talk more about that too. It's got not enough time in an episode, which is why we need to to extend the number of episodes, uh, expand the number of episodes we do on the show. Uh, Steven says, Sargon is delusional and thinks his audience holds some kind of untapped political power. 
Renee bringing up what Trump has done this week. Horseface and Pocahontas is more his speed. Uh, Sargon thinks received speech accent gives him gravitas among American listeners. It sort of did for a while, actually. Not to that level, though. Absolutely not. Vispa says if Trump came out and said Gamergate did nothing wrong or something like it, 99% of Americans would be like, QMR sound clip. What are you talking about? Right? That's a... That's a... Good old uh, Myla. Is that her name? Oh my god, I'm having a mental uh, block. I can't even think about that right now. That's that's Sam's kid, right? Oh my god. Myla, right? Oh my god. What's wrong with me now? That's how you know it's late. That's how you know the show's ending for this episode. The end is near here. Uh, my dad says this half of your parents is asking you to show me how to make that meme with capital letters on the top and bottom of the pic. There you go. I guess I should have interjected there and added the addendum that, uh, my parents not included. And then of course my dad would ask how to make that meme. That is very much a plus 55, uh, Facebook parents and grandparents type of meme. Sorry, Dad, but that's... Uh... And then Vispa asks, are you Matt's dad? And then my dad goes, yes, indeed, very proud. Aww. And then Vispa says, awesome, he's a great guy, I love his show. Oh, this is... Maybe we could extend this episode a little bit longer. Say more good things about me, guys. Even though the other half of that conversation is literally my father. Uh, Progressive Atheist says, what's a Peapod? It's like a Fresh Direct. But it's Stop and Shop's version. What's a Stop and Shop? It's a grocery store. Why do you get your groceries delivered? Because it's a thing here in in New York. Because there's not enough grocery stores around. Uh, Alan says, heard your shout out to Kennedy and Tiffin Man on MR today. He's talking to someone in the comments. My own dad's not talking about me right now. Uh, nor should he when... He's allowed to talk about things that are not me. That's true, too. Uh, Renee says, got a game with Matt Leck. Yes, I do. Uh, Vispa says, the Mario Kart MR sound drops were perfect. Renee says, princess passive speech. They're using Mario sound drops on MR now? That's bull. Sam has no idea what that is. Come on making that show way too hip it's got to stay in line with sam always being just a little bit behind and michael also being behind very odd for someone in his his age group and yes a matt a matt binder type which would be a matt leck or i'm assuming even a jamie peck um sort of giving them updates but the funny thing being that the main people of the show are completely still clueless to those sort of things and the Matt Binders, Matt Leck, Jamie Pecks, Brendan, I don't know Brendan's last name, if he's also a young, hip individual, uh, them just sort of facepalming and being like, ugh, hopeless. You can't change that dynamic on Majority Report? Come on. Renee says Matt needs to talk in a Dick Van Dyke Cockney accent. Maybe I do. 
Amen, Dale. The progressive atheist asks, and I guess you're talking about me, why did he leave MR? Basically, my kid was born. Uh, I needed more money. <laughs> and Blake Zeff, who was the political editor over at Salon, just got this really cool gig as the editor-in-chief of a brand new uh, political website that was doing something that I thought was cool at the time and still thought the original idea, I still think the original idea behind it was really cool. Uh, was able to start Cafe.com, which was to spread political news using comedy and humor. And a, you know, online, though, sort of like, a, I guess how he was pitching it was like a daily throughout the day sort of uh, comedy show, like The Daily Show or, or, or Last Week Tonight. And uh, I took the opportunity. Sam was sad to see me go. That was it. I was sad to leave the majority port. I'm still sad about leaving the majority port. Don't regret going to cafe and working with Blake, who, along with Sam, those two were fantastic. Some of my best, uh, the best people I've ever worked for. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, as you all know, in my previous rants, should have stayed that extra year. Left the majority port just a little bit too soon. Miss, missed that 2016 bump. Missed the Cernovich getting Sam fired bump. Uh, Vespa says, haha, Matt Bender, Matt Leck was behind the Mario Kart drops. That's fine as long as Sam and Michael still uh, react with utter confusion when it happens. The second they are in on it, then I think Majority Port has lost that sort of little special character about it. Uh, Theo says it's Brendan Finn, but no, not super hip. Vispa says, I never knew why he left. I'm glad to hear the story. Um, Renee says, well, that Alex Jones video parody was hilarious with the Hanna-Barbera sounds. I mean, speaking of Hanna-Barbera, actually, and I had thought about this but never mentioned it earlier in the thing. You know, an NPC meme, a lot of right-wing memes in general, actually, sort of like Hanna-Barbera cartoon backgrounds. Just used over and over again. Just copied and pasted. Copied and pasted. That's sort of... It's funny you mentioned Hanna-Barbera because I was actually thinking about Hanna-Barbera literally right before we went on air for the show. And the final comment of the show. Steven, they started the drops when Sam wasn't home. And I'll add one more here from Vispa. Michael totally was young, hip Michael about it. Yep, that's true. Yeah, Michael's always on the cusp of what's, what's trendy when it comes to, like, the internet. When it comes to, like, hip-hop culture and, and that stuff surrounding that, I'll give Michael credit. Probably, well, not probably, definitely, that's sort of a scene. What knows more than me? You guys know me. I'm more of, like, the, the punk rock subculture, hardcore, New York hardcore, you know, even, like, pop punk and... And emo and that type of stuff. Much more my scene. But, uh... Alright. Show and Zone. Thanks for the show. No, guys. Thank you. Doomedpod.com. Doomed.tv. Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Twitter.com slash Matt Binder. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review. Please leave a review. No one left a review for like a whole month after getting like multiple reviews a week. Sort of lonely on iTunes now when it comes to the reviews. T 
tears are falling down my eye. All right, guys. Take care. See you all next time. <clears throat> Undoomed. Have a great night, my doom and doomies, says Vespa. I'll throw that in there. I like that. Again, corny, but cute. <laughs>